Rancho Radio. 92.9. We are brought to you this morning by Pam Harris's Peak Quail Realty in Rio Rancho. It is time to find out what is going on in the City of Vision with our Mayor, Greg Hull. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Derek, and good morning, everybody out there. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday morning. And, uh, Derek, Balloon Fiesta. Yeah, that's right. And it's October. How about it, that? It is October. <laughs> We're rolling up in October. We're in October. Balloon the year's Fiesta. almost over. <clears throat> Can you believe it? Uh-huh. I, I mean, where is the time gone? I was talking to somebody the other day that I can't believe that we've been doing this show now for seven years. It's been incredible how fast time flies by. But here we are, another October. But last year, we didn't really have the Balloon Fiesta. This year, we're back online with the Balloon Fiesta. So it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It's an Albuquerque event, but they fly over Rio Rancho. So what happens in Rio Rancho? Well, we we have a very, very large ballooning community here in Rio Rancho. And... So a lot of people will come up here and actually launch out of Rio Rancho. And as a matter of fact, during the pandemic, we had a lot of people come up to Rio Rancho launching out of our parks. And as a matter of fact, I met with some of the ballooning community uh, leaders not too long ago about making our parks available for launching and landing and so on and so forth. It's just we have uh, so few parks they're programmed all the time so if, if if people aren't playing soccer on if there's not soccer there's little league or you know or, or yaffle i'm sorry uh and other groups of kids that are constantly on those parks our, our parks are highly utilized so you know you just have to find the schedule find the flexibility and go from there but we've got great parks to launch from and we've got some good open spaces to land in i see i was going to say i see them launching from the empty field off but uncertain west side there's a on the west side behind the buildings there, there's an open yeah, space. Yeah, well, well I, that's one of the things that we were talking to them about it is, is that, unfortunately, as Rio Rancho grows and develops, we've been chasing them out of one field after another, right? And now in the field that they're in, they're behind Dutch Brothers Coffee right. and New Mexico Orthopedics right there, and they're in that field back behind there. Mm-hmm. Is, By the yeah, 7-Eleven gas station. Yep, there. exactly. Back over in there. Uh, there's so much development going on in that area. That's one of the things we were talking about is eh, you're probably not going to be able to launch there much longer. So we were looking at some alternate locations like out at City Hall and some of the hmm. various different locations. So it's not that the city doesn't want them to launch. It's just that it's growing out of open we're space. We're growing, yeah. And as a matter of fact, we're going to talk about some of that. I mean, we've got a lot of growth right there in the Unser Gateway uh, as people come into town. We've got at least two or three new businesses that are going into that area and uh, just in the near, near future, and we've got probably two or three ribbon cuttings that are going to be happening in the next uh, three to six months, good retail locations and job creation locations and, and service stuff that we'll be announcing as we move along, as we move those projects forward. We'll be talking about some of those today. And, you know, you saw in the paper last Sunday, and we talked about it last mm-hmm. Sunday, was Whataburger. How you don't have to go up to the north end of Rio Rancho anymore. And, right. Yeah, you're right. You're having to fight well, off the urge. Yeah, it's no secret. <laughs> I live in Cabazon, and you put a Whataburger within a mile of me, it's probably going to be a problem, right? And uh, I just, at my age, I should not be <laughs> indulging in too no, many hamburgers. I have the same problem. Man. You know, I know. It's, I'm not in my 20s anymore where I burn those calories in about five minutes. You know, they kind of <laughs> stay with me. But that being said, for the Balloon Fiesta, our hotels fill up too. For Balloon Fiesta, a lot of people come and they have relatives that live here in Rio Rancho and they stay here. There's some Airbnbs here in Rio Rancho. Those get filled up for the most part. So there's a lot of economic activity that happens, not just for the city of Albuquerque, but for all the surrounding areas. I know some of our brew pubs are are just full 
during this time period, right? And so these balloonists are looking for all those different cool places to hang out. Corrales gets just hammered on all of their restaurants. It's a big deal. Well, good. Town of Bernalillo gets a lot of business as well. So all the surrounding communities, when this happens, there's a great economic impact that happens when this event comes to town. So I heard, you know, so that this year is probably about roughly 550 pilots that will be flying this year. So, Mm -hmm. So there's a good amount of pilots. So the sky should be filled. And what's fun is... Our two grandsons, Corbin and Ryland, they were born up in Oregon, and recently they had moved to Florida, and I'm glad to say that last Sunday they officially moved back to New Mexico. Hey. So Carrie and I will be taking the grandbabies to Balloon Fiesta so they can see, they're five years old, uh, so they can see all the balloons for the first time in their lives, and wow. they're at a perfect age where we'll be able to take them. So. Carrie and I will be taking them to see that. It's just a fantastic event that really everybody in the area benefits from. So we enjoy that. But, yeah, we have a lot of balloons that launch out of Rio Rancho. And uh, because the main balloon fiesta was closed, the park was closed during the pandemic. Really what the balloonists had to do is find places all over the city and in Rio Rancho to launch from. And so we've got a lot of great wide open parks. I know they launch from Cabazon all the time, and we love that because they they take off and fly right over our house, right? So you look up, and there they are. And then they launch from the field that you talked about, and then sometimes they'll launch from another field that's kind of up a little bit north of northern. As you go up towards City Hall, it's kind of a real dirt, undeveloped area that's Mm. up there. Mm -hmm. A lot of places that they launch from. That's the fun part when you live in Rio Rancho. So many of us have views. Yes. <laughs> if you don't want to fight the crowd to go down the Balloon Fiesta, you can kind of sit in your backyard. Oh, yeah. And, and watch them. So, you know, it's that time of year. Fall is in the air. And uh, I will tell you, this time of year is when I like to fire up the uh, outdoor fire pit and mm. uh, do the s'mores with the kids, you know, and just enjoy an evening by the fire. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 And it's, it is nice. The weather's getting cooler and things are changing. So we're indeed we're indeed. enjoying that. And uh, to that, as fall arrives, there's a fall festival coming our way. What's that? There about? is a fall festival and the city of Rio Rancho is having its inaugural Rio Rancho Fall Festival, which includes trunk or treating. We cordially invite you to join the fun. This event is scheduled for Saturday, October 23rd, 2021, from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the city's new campus park located in City Center, which is adjacent to City Hall and the Rio Rancho Event Center. The exact address on that is 2516 King Boulevard, Rio Rancho, New Mexico, 87144. And the Fall Fest tentative activities include live music. We're going to have food trucks out there. There's going to be a beer garden, trunk or treat, Halloween animal adoptions. You know how I am about getting our animals over at the Animal Resource Center adopted. We're always trying to get those animals adopted. As you know, Carrie and I have adopted, uh, rescued uh, two really fun little puppies from there. We've got Sheldon and we've got Cooper. So, so <laughs> yes, yes. I'm a Jim Parsons fan, so Sheldon and, and Cooper. Cooper. Okay. <laughs> from, from Big Bang Theory. Yep. We're going to do paint and sip tint, and uh, then we've got the Galloping Goat Pumpkin Patch that's out there as well. And you can go out there. I don't have all the details. We'll have to get all the details. But Galloping Goat Pumpkin Patch is, I believe they're open now because they're usually open all October. Mm -hmm. So don't forget to go up there to Galloping Goat Pumpkin Patch up there just up behind the uh, Rio Rancho Event Center in the kind of the southwest corner of City Center up there where they're always at. So, yeah, go out there and check them out. And then there's the Arts and Craft Fair. There's going to be, we're going to do this again. 
We did this once before. We currently are the current world record holder, I think, unless somebody's beat us again that I'm not aware of. But Guinness World Record Pumpkin Carving Contest. So we're going to get the most people together at one time carving pumpkins. That should be interesting. Well, that is certainly an honor to behold. Yes, (laughs) yes. I think it's a little bit on the uh, uh, risky side. When you go and try to get 1,500 people together and give them sharp objects. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's fun. But uh, the last time we did this, uh, I know Max Wade put on a big old thing up there at uh, Rio Rancho City Center. And it was set up and they had thousands of pumpkins. And everybody at the same time had to start carving pumpkins. So it was the most people carving pumpkins in a one single event at the same time. And they so, came out and verified that. I remember that. Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah. They had drones up and they had personal counters and verifiers to make sure that we had won the Guinness Book World Records for that. And then there's going to be kid carnival games and there's going to be a costume contest and there's going to be an interactive teen and adult games like joustings, sumo suits, zip line and stuff like that so i mean we're gonna have a lot of stuff going on out here this is the first time we've ever done this but it's really kind of the first time we've ever had an event space to do something like this so it's really exciting and i am really excited to promote this event and if you're a business and you want to be a part of this email parks and rec at rrnm.gov to get signed up from this now there's just so much here but you need to call Madeline Torres, City of Rio Rancho. She's our special events coordinator, and you can get her at uh, 505-892-4499. So if you're a business and you want to be a part of this, you need to get signed up for it right now. So let's get going. Let's have a great time. Let's make this first and ever inaugural fall festival a lot of fun. And then on the trunk or treat, if you're going to do trunk or treat, and you're going to have your business where you're giving out candy and stuff like that, yeah, you do need to get a, a trunk or treat car registration form. And once again, you can get those from Parks and Rec and call Madeline Torres at that number that I gave you, which was 892-4499 to uh, get signed up for that. So okay. it's going to be a lot of fun. Something. A lot going on. A new well, tradition. Start. A new tradition, I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, normally we start with this, but uh, did you have any ribbon cuttings last week? We did. We did. We had another little uh, great little business that uh, they've actually been open for a little while. They've got a good number of clientele, but we were happy to celebrate the opening of Shaolin Self-Defense Martial Arts right here in uh, Rio Rancho. So we appreciate them doing that. And they are growing very rapidly. And right now, that's basically a home-based business, and they use spaces to train in, maybe some, you know, like different areas where they have the space to train in. They're working toward getting to the place where they can open up a dojo. But right now, we're just really glad that, once again, they're like me. Every business I ever started started in my garage, you know. And so they're getting, it's a home-based business at this point in time, but they're moving along and they're growing and we're happy to celebrate them. And if you can go out to my Facebook page, there's a post there that shows you where their Facebook page is and you can go out and like and follow their Facebook page or you can contact them on their Facebook page. And that's Shaolin Self-Defense of Rio Rancho is what it's called. Shaolin Self-Defense of Rio Rancho is their Facebook page. And you can go out there and contact them. They take uh, all ages from 10 and up. So get the kids involved and the adults can be involved as well. Good. Okay. So excited about that. And that brings us to, we talked a little bit about the Unser Gateway. And mm-hmm. 
some of the development that's going on. The Unser Gateway is growing. People are wanting to put businesses around where there's lots of people by right. a big medical center. Right. Well, and then, you know what? You just bring up a good point. I want to touch on that real quick because after we announced the Whataburger, the discussion ensued again on Facebook, social mm-hmm. media. If you go out to the Observer's Facebook page, you'll see the discussion ensued. Is what it, And I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> why did the city put that there? The city didn't put it there. What happened was is Whataburger, the, the corporation, the private investor, the private developer, identified a piece of property, purchased it because of its location to different things like Rust Medical Center or its proximity to Unser Boulevard where there's 40,000 cars a day that drive by it. So you're going to see their sign sitting by the roadway when you're on your way home and you want to grab some food. They're right there. So they want to be in a high traffic location. The Rio Rancho Observer article said the city approved. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? And so let me explain that for just a minute. Derek, you're a landowner. You're putting up a tower in Rio Rancho. You had to submit a site plan. Yes. The city had to approve that site plan to make sure that what you were doing was safe. But they didn't say, Derek, you can or can't be on that piece of property. You went and found a piece of property that was zoned for what you wanted to do. You acquired the piece of property, and then you as an investor made the decisions on what you wanted to put on that property. In your particular case, it was a radio tower. Right. But you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I had to go through planning and zoning, and uh, right. and they, they did approve it. But uh, you can't just buy a piece of land. First of all, if it wasn't zoned right, well, let's say I put it up without going through the city. Right. You come along and you'd make me take it down. It's kind of expensive. Correct. There are ordinances, there are developments because, you know, what the city, the city is a regulatory agency to make sure that things are being done safely and they're consistent with the well-being of the community and the desires of the community. So Whataburger in this particular case found this location, negotiated the sale price, and one of the things that they always have to do when they submit for a building permit They have to submit what's known as a site plan. And the site plan tells us what the square footage of the building is going to be. It tells us how many cars are going to be there at any given time. Well, that's a big deal because the size of the building, you have to have a certain size parking lot. I learned that. Correct. Yeah. And so we have to approve to make sure that they understand that there's going to be a landscaping plan, that you can't just go out there and not do any landscaping, and your landscaping has to match your neighbor's landscaping. And so we have these specific area plans that and drainage, which, drainage yeah. exactly. So all of these things have to be looked at on a site plan. That's what the city approves. We don't approve the location. You choose the location, and then you come in, and the city says, "Okay, let's look at your site plan and make sure that it's consistent with the area. Make sure that it's consistent with the rules and regulations of building a new building." Okay, this all meets those qualifications. Our professional planning staff reviews those plans and either tells the governing body either this is in compliance or it's not in compliance. So it's not whether they like me or not or they agree with what I want to do. There's just they go by these are the rules and it has to fit these. Correct. Correct. So then it comes to the governing body and they say, "Okay, governing body, this is a good plan. We recommend you approve this plan. But then they might say, but we want you to approve it with the following conditions like. You've got to make sure the drainage is right, or you've got to make sure the landscaping's right. So then the governing body will say, okay, well, we'll approve this, but with the following conditions. So in order for them to build a building, they have to meet those criteria, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not about we approved it because 
they came to City Hall and said, tell us where you want us to build, and we selected that site. We don't select the sites. And I talked to a gentleman this past week. I had coffee. As you know, Derek, I have coffee with constituents all the time. And he asked a lot of these questions. Well, why did the city do this? And why did the city do that? And we're lying. I was explaining. This is not a city decision. This is a developer decision. Our decision is, is what you're doing right for where you purchased the property. So, Derek, if you had come in and said, hey, I bought this vacant lot in the middle of Cabazon. It's zoned R4 but I want to put a thousand foot tower up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that wouldn't have worked. See, and so actually, that would have gotten turned down. It's not even that. I could have gone out west of Rainbow. Okay. Right. And it's mostly residential out there. Right. Not zoned for a tower. Right. So I would have had to get a waiver, which would have been very difficult to do, even though there's nothing built there yet. Sure. They know that when they build houses there, that they're not going to want to live next to a couple of lots with a big tower. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. So we want to make sure that it matches the aesthetics of the area, so on and so forth. And look, not everything's a knockdown guaranteed approval. We've had cell tower applications come forward that the governing body said no to because mm-hmm. we didn't feel like they were the right thing for that area, right? And so a site plan, when it says the city, and once again, I'm doing air quotes, hmm. when the city approves something, it's not that we're choosing the location. We're just saying that, yes, that's an appropriate location for what you're doing. And so the developers choose that. And then, of course, you see the comments online of, well, how come we don't get a Chipotle? Well, Chipotle has to make the decision to invest in our community. And I say this jokingly, a little tongue in cheek. There's not a catalog where I get to choose what businesses come to Rio Rancho. And, and I say, OK, that one. And then they just come and spend money here. That's not the way it works. If that's the way it worked, I'd have a Trader Joe's on every corner. Okay, No, but so. what you can do with the city council is to make this a place where businesses want to e- come. Exactly. And the feedback that we're getting from the businesses like Dunkin' Donuts, mm-hmm. they sent me a copy of a letter to the editor that unfortunately never got published. And that letter to the editor said, what a great, great, great place it was to do business in the city of Rio Rancho when the Dunkin' Donuts opened up because that was an extra complicated deal. And you remember, Derek, why that was extra complicated. There was a car wash. There there. was a car wash there. So not only did they have to do a build, they had to do a demolition. They had to basically clear the site of an existing building. So not only did they have to get building permits, they had to get demolition permits, right? So there was a lot there. And then, of course, they had to bring the site in compliance with current ordinances. So that meant bring updating all the drainage. That meant updating all everything that was associated with that site, right? And doing it in harmony with the Taco Bell next to them. But they came in and they said, hey, we've done redevelopments before, but we've never had a redevelopment this easy. And they would have been open 60 days earlier had it not been for the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so they were just like, well, yeah, we're taking our time getting open because there was no sense. I mean, we could have opened, but we wouldn't have been serving any customers. So that was, he said, but, you know, really, Rio Rancho did an amazing job at being business friendly, getting their site plan approved. Now, to be fair, I had a very good architect to design our site. And when we went to the city, they approved our tower in 15 minutes. That's the way it needs to be done. But we had crossed the T's and dotted the I's before we got to and, the meeting. And that's what you need to do. You hire a professional that understands how to navigate some of the city processes. Because you can't just go stick stick a pole in the ground and say, okay, I'm going to build a tower. Yeah. There's got to well, be a lot concrete, of things that go, yeah, in, sure. that go into that, foundations and so on and so forth. And you want to make sure it's safe because... You know, I don't want it to fall down. One, we'd go off the air, and two, it might hurt somebody. Right, exactly. So there's safety rules and 
regulations that go into this. So those are the things that we look at. So when I hear people say online, well, why wasn't it this and why wasn't it that? What I want to encourage people to do is, well, the city is being very business friendly. When I mean the city, as far as the administration, we're being very business friendly, trying to get these things approved. There's also the part that needs to be business friendly as the people of the community being business friendly, welcoming this investment, because the more welcoming we are to one investor, other investors are going to see that. Okay, there are other businesses that are watching what Whataburger is doing, because really there's a hierarchy. It's kind of weird if you ever learn how this works. Some of the first stores to ever go into communities are like McDonald's. Because they have a business model that says, hey, we don't need a big, big base. So when McDonald's goes in, then you go, oh, okay. Next, you'll see something pop up, of course, like a like a Burger King. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's kind of funny because each one of them watches what the other one's doing. It was like that whole business model that CVS launched on is that, hey, I know how we're going to do this. Wherever there's a Walgreens, We'll right? just open one up wherever there's a Walgreens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw that, yeah. You know, so they went and actively purchased properties that were across the streets from Walgreens to develop head-to-head. And so when you look at those things, that's why those decisions are being made because there's a business model in play that says this is how we do business. They just don't go uh, and put up a building anywhere. So when those things come in, I just encourage everybody, be encouraging, be positive, be thankful, and help welcome these folks to the community because the more welcome we are to Whataburger, we may see a Chipotle emerge in you know the next six months because they see, wow, these folks are really hot on this and we're going to do it. And it's great to say, I'd rather see a Chipotle, but let's go for both. Oh, yeah. Let's go for both, right? Well, I could see it opening up by Taco Cabana right there. Right. You know? so, <laughs> Same so, idea as you were talking and, about. And right? I will tell you, we have basically reached out to some of the different people that deal with Chipotle. And we are trying to recruit companies like Chipotle. We are trying to recruit Trader Joe's. We want Trader Joe's in our city. We are trying to recruit Sprouts. There's another brand out there. We'd love it if Aldi came to town. You know, it's another supermarket brand. Mm. Great. Come to town. And as I told this one gentleman I was talking to this, this week, super nice guy, wants to get involved in the community. I said, look, we're not standing at the city limits right there on 528 telling people they can't come here. We're standing there going, please come in, please come in. And then when we do get them to come in, we need that positive community support that says we're happy you're here. That's what drives the market. And then, of course, go out and support them. And please support this new Whataburger because I can't do it all by myself because that's not going to make – it's not going to be healthy for me. No. But anyway. But I do like their burgers. Oh, and I may, do. Maybe what we can do is uh, – we can get with them, and you and I can do a broadcast from there when it opens. Oh, yeah. That'd you know, fun. Whataburger doesn't – you know, when they opened their store up in the north of the city, up in Enchanted Hills, yeah. they did a huge flag-raising ceremony. I mean, they were just – they really knocked it out of the park. It was a cool grand opening, and it was all corporate-driven, and they have this really cool way of opening their new stores, and it is a community celebration. So they invite a huge amount of people out. They had an honor guard. They had a bugler. They wow. had all kinds of things because when they opened the store, they also raised the flag for the first time and did a flag-raising ceremony. It was pretty cool, Yeah, you know, the American flag there. So when you talk about the answer gateway, and I will tell you, there's going to be – look, right now, Derek, you know it, I know it. 
The reason people are going there is because you've got a major employer in the area. That's Russ Medical Center. You've got other employers coming into the area like New Mexico Orthopedics and some of the other. You've got Gunstead Medical there. You've got Olive Tree Pharmacy. You've got a couple of banks there. Mm -hmm. We haven't done this ribbon cutting yet. It's coming soon, but you've got the learning experience. I went over there and did a book reading for the learning experience with the kids. And that was fantastic. And so we had all that stuff going on. So all of that activity is going on. Plus a huge housing development. Plus a huge housing development. About 450 new homes going in there. A brand new elementary school, Joe Harris Elementary. All the infrastructure's there. So this area is what we call plug and play. We've worked hard to make it plug and play so that investors want to come in, want to be in that area. So you're going to see some explosive growth in that area because it's hot right now. And then, of course, if you go over to the uh, corner of Ellison and Unser in Albuquerque, Mm -hmm. there's a new huge, uh, I think, uh, apartment complex going there. Okay, that's because this is an area people want to live in. Oh, yeah. And so there's going to be a lot of economic activity in this area. Ellison and Unser will shop in Rio Rancho. Right. And there was uh, in the last city council, I'm sorry, in the last planning and zoning meeting last week, in this area on the corner there of Unser and Westside, mm-hmm. there was an application for a convenience store that got approved. So that's going to be a gas station convenience mm-hmm. store that's applying to go in on that corner there. So that's another thing that's going in there. So because when you think about it, as you're coming, if you're driving north on Unser out of Albuquerque into Rio Rancho, there's not a gas station on the east side right. of Unser. The northbound side, they're all on the, on the southbound side. They're all on the southbound side. Yeah. So these people saw this opportunity going, hey, people want to stop and get gas and do some convenience store shopping. There's nowhere to do it on the east side of Unser during rush hour traffic coming into the city. So that's one of those areas where they look at this and they make the decision, okay, I want to be right here. And I'm going to go ahead and spend the money to buy the land. And that's how the decision gets made. But a lot of people don't realize that. But from Ellison all the way up to... Well, there's the one up by the Walgreens off of, uh, what is it, Northern. Okay, yeah, until you get to Northern. Yeah. There's not a gas station on the east side of Unser until you get to Northern. Yeah. And it's on the north side of Northern there as you're going up into Enchanted Hills. That's it. Yeah. So, obviously, when you have 40,000 cars coming and they're on the east side, you want to be at the first gas station on the east side to pick that up. And this is what's really kind of good about that, too, is you remember... Years ago, we talked about the Elon 7-Eleven going there on the corner of Unser and Wellspring. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that wasn't glamour. You know, some people say, oh, it's a, it's a gas station. No, it was the only gas station from the Chevron all the way up by the Blake's Lotta Burger. Mm-hmm. Okay. All the way down. The only gas you could get as you were coming south on Unser was to leave our city and get your gas at the Valero right there at Unser and McMahon. So you've got that right there. So having that gas station just inside the city limits gave us all that tax revenue from the gas. So it was our opportunity to capture that revenue and bring that into the city and invest in the city. So now we've got another application that came forward, and there will be a future site plan that the city, quote, doing my air quotes again, (laughs) that the city will have to approve when they come to pull their permits. And so there will be a lot of stuff going on, a lot of activity in that area. And speaking of activity in that area, the Whataburger is one thing. We have the Rise and Roast Donuts shop that's being built right there. That's right. Uh, that's currently under construction. And then we also have a gourmet, and I don't have the name of it yet. I apologize. But there's also a gourmet burger restaurant that's going in there as well. 
And I don't know if you noticed this, but their sign went up this past week. And so we'll be talking about a little bit about this. There's a new wine bar that's going in the old banana leaf location oh. up on 528. Okay. Their sign went up, so it's no secret anymore. Once the sign goes up, it's fair game, right? right. <laughs> so, so we've been trying to make sure we move their permits along. And then, of course, where the old 1933 was, that's going to be a poke restaurant. Don't know the name of it just yet. But that is a poke-style restaurant, which brings us to, uh, you know, a lot of the development that's happening in the city. All right, so let me ask you about that, because you set up a teaser a while back, and we never answered it. So if you go back on your Facebook page a while, you talked about two businesses coming. One was the Dunkin' Donuts, and the other one is finally coming. It is, is, and it's under construction. It's right there in front of O'Hare's, and it is Popeye's Chicken. So, so that p- shopping center there is really lighting up. They got the new Murphy station. Yes. And now we've yeah, got Popeye's, Popeye's Chicken. chicken yeah. And on the other side of it, over where, you know, over over on the other side of it is where the new Dunkin' Donuts is. So yes. I was at ICSC, which is the International Shopping Center Conference in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, about four years ago. And I took a selfie underneath a Popeye's chicken and a Dunkin' Donuts because I was there talking to their site planners, their developers, and saying, Hey, We'd really love to have you come to Rio Rancho. And when I go there, I try to talk to the folks at Trader Joe's. When I'm there, I try to talk to any retailer that I think we would like to see recruited up here. And I'd love to see In-N-Out Burger come to Rio Rancho. If we could get them, we're going to get them, right? Yeah. I'd love that, too. Well, I love look, those. Yeah. Look, I've said there's two things that will immortalize me in, that, yeah. in Rio Rancho. If you get Trader Joe's and In-N-Out Burger, that's There'll be all. a plaque yeah, on the In-N-Out Burger. That's kind of one of those. Yeah. That's, a, that's one of those, okay, there's nothing more I can do. I'm done here. Yeah. You know, so, you know, but we want to do that. And that's the truth of it. So Popeye's Chicken is uh, getting so, there. They did exactly what you were talking about with McDonald's and Burger King. Where did they put the Popeye's chicken? Across the street from? From churches. Yeah. Exactly. So, look, if they see another location being successful, they want to come in. And I am a fan of Popeye's, so, you know, I tell people that. I, I'm a fan of Popeye's. Yeah, I'm so just I'm, happy I'm to have the to, choices. I, but now we've got the choices. I mean, now you've got KFC, and now you've got churches, and now you've got Popeye's. So now you've got a good gambit of choices that you can go to if you're a fried chicken guy. So now... I'm really surrounded, Derek. I live in Cabazon, so now there's a Popeye's chicken kind of close to my house, and now there's a Whataburger kind of close to my house. So I'm going to have to avoid these places because, oh, it's oh, just come too, on, it, once a week. It, it's just, oh, that's way too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're going to see me, my weight balloon if I do that once a week. Well, you got to do what I was doing. When you go to City Hall, don't take the elevator. Right. Don't take the elevator. Take the, the steps. steps. And I do. I try to take the steps at City Hall anytime I can. And because uh, we're on the fourth floor, that's some good exercise. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's one thing I, I do all the time. There. It helped but, me, I can tell you. But I don't go to City Hall that much anymore. <laughs> well, you know, hey, Derek, you know, I, I, I always appreciate all of these investors coming into town. And, and when I took office back in 2014, the number one priority is recruit retail businesses, restaurants, food choices. And this is what we're doing. And we've seen some really tremendous positive growth over the last seven and a half years. And we have the ball rolling. I mean, things are really moving along. Now, these other developers that we look, we've teed this up for the last seven years. So it's going to start happening at a pretty quick pace at this point, because for seven and a half years, I've been going to ICSC saying, please come to our city, please come to our city, please come to our city. They're starting to come now. And so 
they're starting to show up. They're starting to get here. They're starting to build. And they're not just taking up existing space. They're building new buildings. It's almost like a domino effect. Like it, it you said, is. once one comes and they see he's it successful, is. then... The and it's growing time. the tax base. Because right now, Derek, that's the other thing, is not only is it creating retail taxes, sales tax, and it's creating some of those entry-level jobs and other things like that, it's also taking vacant property that we really don't get a lot of tax revenue on. It's taking those vacant properties turning them into developed properties, and we get a much higher tax return on those new businesses after those buildings are built. Sure. So, yeah. So, I mean, it really boosts the economy on many levels to have this stuff happen. So we're very excited because right now we're seeing more investment in our city than we've seen in a long time. And I'm proud to have the administration that's facilitating all of this business-friendly activity. So... Investing in our city, I see on Barber Loop and up there on Southern and 528, there's a sign on the left turn lane that says, we buy houses, call this number. Oh, So yes. can I put a KDSK sign up there no, as well? No, please don't. Please and don't. can everybody else put a sign? <laughs> no, please don't. It's, we're really not supposed to be doing that. Um, there are sign ordinances that if you're going to put temporary signs out, you need to pull a sign permit. And honestly, I'd ask people to please stop doing that because really in our code enforcement will go and tear those down most times. But it just doesn't make the city look good when you got those up there. So if you go and have some signs made and you want to put them out there, you're not supposed to have them in the median. You're not supposed to be taping them to the electrical poles and the light poles. Yeah, I know people are wanting to do business, but let's do it in a way that keeps our city beautiful and uh, continues to keep Rio Rancho looking great. What about a garage sale? I would have you go and look at the sign ordinance for garage sales but because I see. there is one. You can get permits for You that, can right? get permits. Yeah. But what you really just need to do is when your garage sale is done, please just go pick your signs take back it down, up. Yeah. Take your signs down. Yeah. Those are a little less menacing than some of the others. But just go and uh, make sure you, you pick it up because after your garage sale is over and your box with the rock is still sitting in the median, <laughs> yeah. that actually is trash. Yeah. Once you're done, it's done being a sign. It's actually littering. So and you yeah. and you've left your address on it. So yeah, well, it's probably good, yeah. probably a better thing for you just to go pick it up and make sure you get it cleaned up. Because I know, hey, look, everybody. I think at some point in time has had a garage sale and you want to get rid of some unneeded stuff and get a little cash for it. That's great. Just when you're done with it, go pick up all the signs and all the boxes and make sure those are properly disposed of, and we can keep Rio Rancho beautiful. All right. And as we wrap up, if you just tuned in and you missed part of the program. The mayor puts these programs up on Spotify. That is right. We do have a podcast on Spotify. Just go out and look for the Mayor Hull Show. So if you put Mayor Greg Hull and Rio Rancho in there, it's going to come up. And you can uh, catch any of these podcasts that you might have missed. And we talk about what's going on in the city of Rio Rancho. This is how a lot of people find out about some of the amazing things that are going on in our great city. So, Derek, once again, I appreciate it. It's time to get out there, see how many balloons are drifting around in the sky this morning. So everybody go out there, have a great day, and God bless.